Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Today, I want to share just a few thoughts with us uh, as we lead into a new year. And as part of my message today, we're going to have a time of communion together as families and couples and individuals. We're going to worship God and really believe that as we enter into a new year, He is going to be at the center of everything we do, everything that we are. And for myself, I have been thinking about the new year, and as people love to do, set goals and resolutions of what I want to do, what I want to achieve. Maybe you want to start a new hobby or save a bit more money. Maybe you want to get fitter, or perhaps you want to pass those exams. All good things. But as much as it is good to consider what it is we want to do and achieve in a year, I think it is equally important to consider who is it that I want to become? What kind of person do I want to be? And so today we're going to look at a passage of scripture that is very familiar to many of you, I'm sure, but it is foundational in our faith. And so if you've got your Bibles with you, you can turn to Matthew 22, verse 36. And in this verse, Jesus gives us a very clear directive for how we should live our lives. So what's happening is Jesus is teaching, and as he's teaching, there are a whole lot of religious leaders who are asking him a bunch of questions. They're trying to trap him in his answers. They're trying to test him. And so they ask him this question, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, this wasn't meant to be an easy question. There are 613 laws. And so the the religious leaders are trying to trap Jesus here. But the fact that he said these two things, these two laws, this, this commandment that he's giving encompasses everything that you've been told what you should do. And for us, I think it can be an anchor point for our year, knowing that we have to love God and love people. And firstly, I think it's worth noting that Jesus gives us as a commandment. It's not just a good idea. So kids, I know what, I know that you know what I'm talking about when there is mum and dad and a messy room and they say to you, hmm, your room's looking a little bit messy. I think you should go and tidy it. Does anybody know? Has anyone had that happen? Yeah. But then after a couple of times, it turns into go and tidy your room. There is a difference there, right? It's what Jesus is saying here. I'm sure he says it in a much much nicer way. But he's saying, this isn't just a nice idea. This is something that we need to do. It is the most important thing. And there are three parts to this statement that I want to touch on today. And the first one is that we are to love God with all of our heart, soul, and with all of our mind. So it's easy for us, right, to say that we love God. I think most of us in this room would say, yeah, I love God. 
But the question for us all is, how is our love for God reflected in the way that we live our lives? So I asked my daughter, Isla, she's eight years old, what she thinks this means. And she gave me a really great answer. She said, I think it means that we're not meant to get distracted. Yeah, our love for God is not circumstantial. It doesn't matter if our life is going really well or not so well or if things get busy. Our love for God is, should be unconditional, not depending on what's going on in our world. But how would you answer this question? You know, what do you think that really means for you, loving God? I mean, some of you may answer, well, I, I tell God I love him. I go to church every week. I read my Bible. I spend time with him. I give him worship. And these are all great ways that we show God that we love him. But Jesus gives us another key in the book of John. Chapter 14, verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commands. And then in verse 23, he says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. So Jesus is saying that for us to show him that we love him, we need to be obedient to his word. We need to listen to what he says and then do what he asks us to do. I don't know about you, but I don't always find that that easy. Kids, do you always listen to mum and dad when they ask you what to do? No, you don't. My kids are great, but they don't always listen. But the good news is, is that I still love them regardless. And it is exactly the same with God. But we do need to try and listen and do what he says. Just like our earthly parents have our best interests at heart, and they are trying to do what's best for us, so God has our best interests at heart. And he has a plan. And sometimes he asks us to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. Or maybe we find ourselves in situations that are really tough. Life happens and we go, God, why am I here? What are you doing? We need to trust that he has a plan in it all. When my kids were little, we made them do swimming lessons. Not because we wanted them to be great athletes, but just because we wanted them to be safe in the water. And my oldest daughter, Ariella, particularly hated going. Every time it was swimming lessons day, she would complain, she would win, she would moan, I hate it, I don't like it, didn't want to do it. It was always a drama. Then about three years ago, Ariella's about 10 years old at this point. We're away on holiday, and we're at the pool, and we're swimming. This big pool, it's really deep, and the kids are uh, having a great time. Simon and I are watching them. And there's this little boy in the middle of the pool who's swimming with one of those rubber rings around his waist. And very suddenly and quietly, nobody saw it happen, he slipped through the middle of the ring and began to sink to the bottom of the pool. But Ariella, who was swimming at the time under the water, she saw him and she quickly went over to him and she used the bottom of the pool to push herself and push him up out of the surface of the water so that he could take a breath. And then she was able to swim him to the edge by which time we'd all seen what was happening. And we pulled him over to the side and he started vomiting. And by this time his his dad had come over and he whisked him away. And thankfully he was okay. But I said to Ariella after that happened, do you realize that you saved that little boy's life because you were such a strong swimmer? And she looked at me and she said, mum, I'm sorry, I will never complain about doing swimming lessons ever again. Yeah, it's good. You know, sometimes in life, God asks us to do things that we don't necessarily want to do. 
But like Ariella did and found out, God has a plan in it all, and we just simply have to trust him. But to be obedient to God, we need to learn how to listen. And for some of us this year, can I encourage you, this might mean taking a bit more time to still ourselves, to quieten our spirit, and to listen to what he is saying, whether that's through reading his word or just having those quiet times. Spending time with him is a great way to hear his voice. You know, after Jesus died on the cross, he uh, appeared to several people over a period of time. And one of those moments, he was at the beach with one of his disciples, Peter. And he says to Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And so Jesus then replied to him, well, then feed my sheep. And this conversation happened exact same way three times. Jesus was trying to emphasize something here. And he was drawing a correlation between our love for him and our obedience in action. If we love him, we will look after his people, is what he was saying. Which brings us to the second part of this great commandment. And that is that we are to love others. We are to love our neighbor And the Bible teaches us that our neighbor is anybody that comes across our path. It's not just our literal neighbors or the people that we love or those in our family, but it's even complete strangers. It can even be people that we don't actually like. Jesus tells a story in Luke chapter 10 when one of the religious leaders asked him, well, who is my neighbor? And it's the story of the Good Samaritan, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. But a man gets beaten and robbed and left on the side of the road while he's on a journey. And there are three people who go past his way. One of them, a priest, he walks on by. One of them, a religious leader, he walks on by as well. And then the third person, the Samaritan man, he stops. He takes the time. He was willing to be interrupted on his busy life, whatever he was doing. He binds up his wounds and he takes him to someone who can help and look after him and care for him and make sure that he is safe. And Jesus says, this is the man who was the neighbor to that person. And each and every one of us has opportunities every single day to be a neighbor and to do good to people. It's easier said than done. We live in a consumer culture and we have a me first mentality. But that's not the way of Jesus. There is a broken and hurting world out there, and we have the answer. We can't all do everything, but we can all do something. And I'll never forget when I was a little girl, about eight or nine years old, it was coming up to Christmas time, and uh, I grew up in a, a single, a single family. Uh, my mum raised three kids on her own, so things were often pretty tight. There was never much excess. And we were coming up to Christmas, and I knew that this year it was going to be particularly hard because there were no presents under the tree, and there was no food in the cupboard. And I remember a few days out praying to God in a simplistic way a little girl prays and saying, God, if you can hear me, if you're real, would you please help us? Because I don't know if we're going to have Christmas this year. And then Christmas Eve... We get this knock on the door, and this man turns up. I had no idea who he was. He's got this big box of food and an envelope with some money in it, which he gives to my mum, and she's able to go out and buy some presents so that we could have Christmas. To this day, 
I do not know who that man was. I do not know how he heard about our story. I later found out that he was a minister at a local church, but we weren't going to church at the time. So I'm not sure how he came to be there that day. But I do know that God obviously told him to do something, and through him, God answered a little girl's prayer. You never know. Amen. You never know whose prayer God wants to answer through you, just by being obedient to what he asks us to do and being willing to serve and love others. And it's not just in the big things, like helping someone who has been robbed or giving gifts and food at Christmas time. It's in the little things, in the way that we treat one another, in the way that we speak to each other. Kids, how do you talk to your siblings, to your parents? I know, because my kids are the same. It's not always in a loving way. Parents, how do we treat our kids when we're frustrated? This is something that I'm definitely working on as well. What about our work colleagues? How do we treat them? People that we come into contact with, are we building up? Are we speaking words of life? Are we encouraging people or something else? I love what Mother Teresa says. Spread love everywhere you go. Let no one ever come to you without leaving happier. Great question to ask. How do people feel when they leave your presence, when they leave my presence? Do they feel built up? At the Last Supper, the time when Jesus is sharing communion with his disciples, he takes time to teach them a very important lesson. And we find this account in John chapter 13. Jesus washes the feet of each of his disciples, an act that was never done by a teacher to their student. This was something reserved only for the servants. But Jesus wanted to teach them a lesson. And he says this to them. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should also wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Loving and serving people was that important to Jesus, he made a point of making it the last thing that he would do with his disciples before he went to the cross. So church... Let's make a decision that 2023 will be a year that we look beyond ourselves. Maybe that means carving out some time to prioritize people. And what does that look like for you? Maybe if you're at school, it's simple as inviting that kid who always plays by themselves to come and join you. Maybe it's being kinder to the workmate. Maybe it's inviting the elderly neighbor over for a meal. Let's not go away from today without having made a decision in our heart that we're going to do something to love and serve people. And then finally, the last one, which we may brush over when we read this scripture, but we have to love ourselves. You have to love yourself. Jesus says, love your neighbor as yourself. Problem with that is the measure in which we love ourselves may determine the measure in which we can love others. And too many of us are not loving ourselves as God intended us to. And then all of us could say that we have moments where we feel down about ourselves. We feel like a failure. We feel like we're not good enough. We feel like we don't measure up. And we get, we get down on ourselves. We speak negative words over ourselves. But can I encourage you, what we do with those thoughts and feelings is so important. 
We need to take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. And not only stop speaking the wrong words or having the wrong thoughts, but we need to start speaking God's truth over who you are. Parents, we can help our kids with this. Maybe for you, it's going to be taking some Bible verses and putting them out in places where you can see that talk about who you are, that I am chosen, I am loved, I am forgiven, I am accepted, I am a child, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. So whatever it is that you need to do this year to kill that negativity and start believing the best about yourself, let's do that. So this year, church, are we going to love God, love people, and love ourselves? Because when it comes down to it, all of those things are simply a byproduct of knowing how much Jesus loves us and feeling secure in the relationship that we have with him. And in a moment, we're going to take communion together. And communion is just a beautiful time where we get to stop and remember just how far God went to show us and to prove to us that he loves us. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. He did that for you. He did that for me. And when we take the emblems, the the wafer, the bread and the juice, we remember that his body was broken, that his blood was shed so that we could have forgiveness for our sins and experience the fullness of the love that he has for us. And so we're going to take some time to reflect on that love, to receive that love afresh, and then make a commitment that in 2023, my life is going to be marked by love, knowing that God loves me, but also loving him and loving others and loving myself from an overflow of the love that I have received. And no matter what this year looks like, and the plans that we make, the things we want to do, the unexpected that comes, and it will come. We know that. We can be anchored in his love. We can know his love afresh. And every time that things come up that are hard, we can go back to the cross and be reminded what he did and why. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, Church Online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.